Welcome to Kev and Kev Talking Sports. I am Kev. And I'm Kev. We are back. Yes, it's time. It's Masters time. It is. It's Masters time. It's baseball time. It's the greatest time of the year. It really is. The weather's beautiful. Today is Masters Sunday, which usually means Tiger is lurking somewhere. Oh, he's lurking. He's lurking? He's definitely lurking. Did he make it? Well, he's there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) He's 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 in the background. Um, Well, listen, I mean, I guess that that gets us going, right? Um, Yeah. Diving right into the topic of the week. I, I will say one thing about this. I was just reflecting on this last night, thinking about what we might say. It's amazing to me how quickly Tiger came back and everything else in the sports world just kind of vanished. You know, well, speaking for yourself, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's been, but speaking just in general, like it just totally sucked up the conversation all through the week. Right. Yeah. And this time a week ago, and yes, speaking for myself, I had no idea that it was even a possibility that he was going to play. I didn't know. I mean, I thought he was mm-hmm. never going to play again. And then suddenly you hear he's thinking about it and then he's actually playing. And yeah, I mean, maybe it is just from my vantage point, but at that point, major league baseball opening day, I mean, did it, there basically wasn't anything else happening this week except tiger coming back at the masters. I think that's why I don't like him so much. I don't know why we get down on our knees and praise this guy. God, I mean, it's just so annoying. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm not going to be too much of a negative Nelly today, but uh, I mean, you have there's to gonna, think about it, right? There's going to be mean, an apology in your future. <laughs> I mean, I'm guilty of it too. I'm, I talk negatively about him, so I'm still talking about him in some way, but I don't know why. I don't know why anybody cares about him more than all of the other things in their lives and all the other things that are happening in the world. Why do we do that? We all, I mean, it's obvious that he's not going to win, right? Yet people. Well, it's obvious him. now. Well, it was obvious going in. I mean, he hadn't practiced or played at all. The only reason he can even do what he's doing in this tournament is because it's at the Masters, right? I mean, he can't do this anywhere else. Yeah. He knows that course inside and out. He can shoot par, you know, on one leg. Literally, he's doing that, but he can't really contend. And I don't think we're going to see him play any other tournaments this year, do you? Well, at this point, I have no idea. I mean, like I said, I re- I didn't know it was on the table for him to ever play again, period. Yeah. He might get out. I mean, maybe we'll see him try to throw it out there for the majors and, you know, another tournament or two here and there. It hasn't been a total disaster. No. You know, I think no. actually day one was pretty darn good. Day two was a little bit rocky. And then yesterday, you know, Saturday was six over. The, the wheels kind of came off a little bit, which is kind of what you would expect. But my God, I mean, just to be out there and to play as well as he has and to make a cut. But I mean, you you know why so many people tune in. I mean, this guy is one of the most transcendent athletes of our lifetimes, whether you like him or not, for whatever reasons. I mean, you, you can't deny like when he was at his height, he was juiced up Barry Bonds hitting 73 home runs you know like yeah. it was just so much better than anybody else in the game and yeah. at least for a few years there you know oh, yeah. must see tv right i mean i'm not going to deny he's one of the top 20 golfers of all time <laughs> <laughs> i 
I'm not sure you can even say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, look, obviously he's he's amazing, probably the best ever. I just don't like him. So yeah, but I wanted to go back to your point about him shooting well day one, day two. You know that golf course is always set up easier Thursday and Friday. Mm-hmm. So the the legends who are in the tournament look good. Yeah. It's literally what they do. So, you know, like couples, every year you see couples or, you know, for a while you saw Ben Crenshaw on the leaderboard after two days and, you know, Mm -hmm. crazy stuff like that. That's, but they always fade on the weekend. So 78 for Tiger yesterday was sort of expected, I think. And he'll probably shoot about 74, 75 today. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I get that. But I'm just looking at kind of where he was in comparison to other players. Yeah. And, you know, he started out, I don't know, he was 20th or something like that after the first day, or maybe even after the first two days, you know, he's kind of in the top 20. So yeah, it wasn't it was. just that things were easier for Tiger, you know, relative to the field, he was pretty darn solid. Um, and then, you know, yesterday it just got, got to be too much, but, uh, but I'm up, up in a, not too far from that neck of the woods weather-wise, and it has been cold and windy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were outside yesterday just with the family and we were all looking at each other like, I would not want to be playing golf today. (laughs) I mean, it's just not good weather to be out there playing golf. So, and I don't know how that affects, you know, his leg and just kind of how, how he feels. I mean, the guy, what is he, 45 or 40, how old is he now? 46? Uh, 46, yeah. You know, um, geez, I mean, the, the aches and pains start creeping in there even under ideal conditions i'm impressed i'm pleased you know reasonably pleased to see how he did i I would say i don't necessarily set my watch by tiger as perhaps i once did you know (laughs) our Mm -hmm. lives all kind of change and priorities change but i was definitely interested and curious to see how he would do and um, i'm pretty impressed i mean i was i was kind of worried you know, when he said he was coming back, I was worried he might get injured just stumbling down a slope or something like that. <laughs> I think he's I think he's definitely worried about that a little bit. He's he looks very cautious when he's walking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know how bad his leg is or was, but he is. I watched him some yesterday. Of course, what else are you going to do? And uh, he was making some amazing shots. So mm-hmm. he's got he's got it on some level. It's just a matter of being rusty and yeah. I, yeah, from what I've watched, and again, I haven't watched all of every round, but I watched a little bit in the first two. And it was one of those things where you're so close. I mean, he missed a bunch of putts just on the lip, you know, putts you thought mm-hmm. were going in and they just didn't quite make it. And yeah, I'm sure you could say that about anybody in the field. Yeah. But um, just, you know, when you watch him just stroke after stroke, I mean, he's he's hitting the ball okay, you know, okay to good. Everybody makes mistakes here and there, but it wasn't like you looked at a guy and said, oh, he's got no business being out there. Yeah. You know, I think that, I think the cold weather affects the putting more than anything else. I feel like they're all hitting the ball pretty well off the tee. They're getting their length. The ball's rolling in the fairways because it's a little bit cooler and I guess there's not a lot of moisture. So the wind is just really making it hard and fast. But the putting, mm-hmm. the putting is going to be so slip, slick that I think losing even just a little feeling in your fingertips might affect your ability to putt. So, yeah, whoever's coming up, uh, 
what's the best way to combat that if she was going to win? Scheffler seems to be putting like a just a man on fire. So yeah, well, right. So what do you think about these guys up at the top of the leaderboard? I mean, it's yeah. uh, it's kind of crazy to see just how far they have outpaced the field, right? Yeah, Scheffler. I, I I mean, you keep seeing his name up there every week, and he's winning and. I haven't seen a whole lot of stories on him. I didn't know where he came from. So I looked him up a little bit, I guess he was, he was born in, well, he lived his first couple of years in New Jersey near Baldus Roll. Huh? So I wonder if he has any connections to that, but he actually moved to Dallas area when he was five or six, I guess hmm. so he, he grew up a Texas boy, but, um, and he went to university of Texas and he has all kinds of junior awards and amateur event awards and things. So he's, he's mm -hmm. legit. And he's just he's crushing it right now. So yeah. I don't I don't think we're gonna see him fall apart like uh you know Greg Norman did one year or right whoever else yeah. Faldo reeled in a couple times. Well, we were talking off the record about this, but everything I heard leading up to the tournament, people were picking Scheffler or Cameron Smith. Yeah, and here we are, you know, heading into Sunday, and those two guys are pretty far out there. I mean, there's a few guys, I guess, within striking distance, but it's just kind of unusual to me to see the the two favorites that everybody seemed to be picking, and there they are, yeah, you know, up at the top. That's also kind of cool. It, it's, I think, it'll be a great duel. Mm -hmm. I think we mentioned this offline before we started too, but to me, the Masters helps legitimize stars. You know, like Jordan Spieth, even though. He flamed out that one year with a big lead. Everybody knew who he was because he led the Masters and he was dominating the Masters. Scheffler's that guy now. Yeah. Cam Smith, if he makes a move, he's going to be that guy too. So sure. Masters. Well, and those two. So just for the record, you know, when people listen to this a year from now, Scheffler's at nine under and Smith is six under. Yeah. And then uh, M is at four under. Lowry's at two under and Schwartzel two under. So, you know it's kind of a two man race at this point, uh, unless, you know, M catches fire or if the two of them get in that final group and they're just sort of looking at each other and not paying attention to somebody coming up behind them, but yeah, the three shots, that's easily, you know, oh, you, you can catch yeah, up no, easily on this course. No doubt. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't, I don't see Scheffler like shooting 75 and just letting everybody back in this thing. Right. He seems to be a lock for, you know, at least one or two under. So that means Cam's got to go get him. But it, you're right. It could definitely happen for sure. The weather's another perfect day too. So just the wind. Well, that'll be fun to see, you know, what happens there at the top. It's just kind of cool that, you know, you're right. These are two guys that uh, for somebody who hasn't paid a whole lot of attention the last couple of years, mm -hmm. um, I'm not really familiar with those names, but they've obviously been tearing it up, you know, over the last couple of years. And here they are at the top. Well, and the one thing this leaderboard is missing this year is the crusty old veteran, you know, who's lurking, looking for his second, second jacket. Well, not you just Tiger, Tiger, but, you know, really <laughs> any of those guys, any of the past champions, there's nobody really yeah. lurking. It's a bunch of new guys. So like uh, Dustin Johnson or somebody I, like that. If Yeah, you, DJ's you, the highest guy, but he, I don't think he's going to make a move today. I guess he could, but. Well, I mean, he's like 10 shots back. So, you know, yeah, he could guess, make a move, but. He's still not likely to get in the running. Yeah, I see uh, Willett is, you know, he's mm. on the leaderboard there. And okay, Tommy Fleetwood always seems to be hanging around. Yeah, Fleetwood's a guy that one of these days is going to get it, but this isn't, this isn't that day. 
yeah, one of these days he's going to get it. Do you, uh, I've got some masters related trivia. Oh, okay. You. Do you, do you have um, trivia or is it some related to I, something else or? I have golf related trivia. Yes. Little tiger trivia time. You cannot stump me on tiger trivia, by the I'm way. I'm pretty sure I can't, but this is fun. <laughs> I mean, his, right, car his career is so well known. Everybody knows that he won the Masters when he was 21 and he was, you know. Yeah. But he had won a, a tournament prior to that, probably a couple tournaments before that. Do you remember what his first tournament victory was? Uh, it was the Sony Open. Where's that? California. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think you're just guessing. So the answer is no. Uh huh. Do you remember how he won the tournament? Okay, well, the, the tournament that he won was the Las Vegas Internet Invitational. That was his first pro victory. Oh. 1996, okay. so he was still only 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had just turned, I think he turned. I do remember how pro. he won that tournament. He was the last one admitted to the field on an exemption. Wasn't even supposed to play, and then he sneaks in mm -hmm. and wins the thing. Right, but he, he won in a playoff. yes. Do you know who he beat in the playoff? This is the real question. If you can get this trivia, this is this is a real name person. So he beat mm -hmm. Nick Price. I like that guess. That's a very good guess. It's not the accurate guess. Uh, he beat Davis Love the third. Oh, D Love in his first major playoff victory. What a I mean, that's a legit win right there. Yeah, and he shot sixty four in the final round to tie him and then he beat him on the first extra playoff hole with a par so yeah i mean we should do a whole episode on tiger you want to do that i know i mean that's almost what this is yeah i know this is your guy no i listen i was on to tiger relatively early how many guys have you actually watched in the amateur did you watch phil no, I don't. I don't remember watching. Amateur? Did, no. But did you watch Tiger? Of course. Oh, listen, I was the biggest Tiger fan there was in the early in the mid '90s. Yeah, in the early going. Yeah, in the early yeah. going. I would I would wake up to read his scores in the paper. Yeah. When he was in the NCAA tournament, he shot a 61 when he was at Stanford, and I was like, you know, I was on Tiger before. Right. It was big. I just didn't like like the way he conducted himself as a pro, but. Yeah. Um, I was, I loved Tiger back then. Yeah. I wanted him yeah. to win the masters the first time. I, like, yeah. So, I mean, here's a guy. I, I mean, I will admit I wasn't watching when he was on the tonight show or whatever, when he was two years old, but. Ooh, that's three, another trivia question. Yeah. Go ahead. Three junior amateurs in a row, then three amateurs in a row. Yeah. Then launches his pro career and just starts winning right out of the gate. Right. And so. I mean, that first Masters, I was watching with our man, uh, Big T, yeah. and uh, I was on Tiger, like, before the thing started, I was talking about this this guy, Tiger, and he didn't really know anything about him, and sure enough, I mean, you know, he started mm -hmm. out a little rocky in that first Masters, and from there on, just utterly dominant. Yep. So, yeah, the old Las Vegas Invitational. That's That was the big one. Going down in flames. So that was the first time we had a touring uh, pro of some substance crumble before Tiger in crunch time. That's right. He started his, uh, his pressure campaign early. Yeah. I mean, and beating Davis Love the third in his prime. 
Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, was D- that's impressive. D Love was a good one. All right. Well, um, so I was close on that one. Well, you 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 raised another issue. So yeah, you were close. California is next to Nevada. So I named a guy. <laughs> you named, and you named a guy. Nick Price was a I love that guess. That was great. Um all right, but but you mentioned that he was on the Mike Douglas show when he was two years old. Oh yeah. Who was this the superstar that was on the show with him that he was putting against or putting I in think front of? is this the Bob Hope? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Bob Hope, yeah. Yeah, I remember remember seeing that footage so many times later on. Right. And there okay. was some kind of exchange between them, you know, the the little tiger and mm-hmm. Bob Hope. Yeah, that's he, a pretty classic clip. Yeah. Yeah. He picked up the ball or something like that. Um he put it right. That's right. He put it right back in. Yeah, put it in the hole. There you go. So yeah, well, um, all right. So I've got a little bit of somewhat tiger related trivia also. Oh boy. If you're if you're ready. I'm ready. So I was just kind of curious where Tiger stands career-wise, uh, and particularly at the Masters, you know, in terms of earnings, but also other kind of statistics, because, you know, the money has just blown up, right? Yeah. So you mm-hmm. look at guys like Jack Nicholas or whatever, and they're way down the career money earnings, just because the, the purse has got so much bigger. Yeah, purses are exploding again. I mean, I guess golf is back and, you know, the master's purse is bigger than ever. So I'll give you a little hint here. I mean, Tiger is number one in career earnings on the PGA and in master's earnings. I would expect as much. Okay. Can you name, let's just say like the next three or four guys. I mean, I've got the top five on each list. All time earnings. So career earnings on the PGA and then career earnings at the master's. And Tiger is number one on both of those lists. How much, how much overlap is there between the two? Um, there's some similarity. Like three guys or just Tiger? Well, number two is the same on both lists. I'll go Mickelson there. That's, that is correct. All right. Okay, that's kind of a gimme on, on each of them. So now right. the challenge begins. Can you, can you guess? So I'll tell you, three, four, and five are very close on both lists but they're not necessarily the same people. <laughs> that's, yeah, a, just, that's a strange hint. I'm going to say Dustin Johnson on all time. Yep. Okay. That is correct. 73 yeah. million. Wow. But he's probably Tiger, not. Tiger's uh, up there at 120 million career. So what about the master's list? I was thinking Faldo for some reason. I don't know if he has enough. He has three victories. Okay. Not How about... How about Bubba Bubba Watson? Yeah, that's a good one. All right, so he's fifth. Ooh, there you go. That was pretty but, good. But money-wise, I mean, he's right there with these other two guys. We're talking fifth on the Masters list, right? On the Masters list. Yeah. I'll give you one more quick hint, which should oh. probably give it away, but both of these other two players, we have mentioned them already in this episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. Big <clears throat> uh, Price. Nick Price? Really? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, that can't no. be right. He never even won. Greg Norman? No, it can't be Norman. No. He didn't win either. Who else did I mention? I don't remember. Uh, Justin Thomas? No, that's not bad, though. No, it's not good. I did mention this guy just a little while ago. One of the young the young guys who secured his legacy. Scheffler? 
by winning the Masters. Not oh, yet, man. although he probably will be after this year, right? Could be. I mean, I know he finished like fifth last year, but that, that's hardly enough to put you up there. Somebody, right. Justin Thomas, who did I say? John Rahm? I didn't mention him. No, but he's another good one. Spieth. Oh, Spieth. Spieth is number three. Right. And DJ is number four on the Masters list. Okay. So you got Tiger at 10 million, Phil at 8 million, and then Jordan Spieth, 4.6 million, just, uh, Dustin Johnson, 4.2 million, and Bubba, 4 million. So, I mean, you mentioned Scheffler. That's only half joking, right? Because if he went, I think the isn't the prize like three million this year. I think it's more. I think it's more. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Four, so four whoever points. wins is going to immediately vault up that list. Right. So career wise, I mean, just for fun. Yeah. We got Tiger number one, Phil number two, Dustin Johnson number three. These other two guys, um, I have my doubt. How about VJ? Oh, that's a great one. VJ is number five on the and actually yeah. we could. Could be tied. The number is the same with number four. You pulled that one out. That was great. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of guys who have like 30 wins or more. Yeah. This know. this guy is another kind of throwback to that same era. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's from our prime. Our prime. And you wouldn't really think about him as like a consistent major winner, but he was always in the running. Curtis Strange. No, I don't know. No, but that, yeah, that's not a bad guess. Too early, yeah. He played in the 80s when there was no money. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, kind of that Tiger era, the money just skyrocketed. Give me a give me a hint of some kind. Funky Swing. Funky Swing. The guy who, oh, uh, Furick. Jim Furick. Yeah. You got it. Yeah, okay, good. Nice one. So, okay. yeah, I mean, I think it's just kind of interesting that these these guys are still up there in career earnings, and I bet they will all be off the list, you know, a year or two from now. Right. Because the yeah, it's changing quick, quickly, quickly. Oh, you know. yeah. All these young guys are coming up, and the you know, you win a major now. There's four or five mil in the bank, and then what? What's the the season championship? Is it still ten million, or is that going up too? Probably. It's probably yeah. I mean, I'll tell you when Jack Nicholas, you know, in the '80s they kept track of this stuff too. Who Jack Nicholas was by far and away the biggest prize purse earner. But I think his number was like 5 million, which was right. seemed, it seemed untouchable for so long. Even when Tiger was around, it took a couple of tournaments to beat that. Mm -hmm. Now that's just like, that's a decent year. I know. Well, it's, yeah. that's one win in the right tournament. I mean, right. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, by the way, on a, on a, related note but different the the master's purse do you know what the first master's purse was how much the the first winner won the whole the total amount i'd say five thousand dollars it was fifteen hundred bucks fifteen hundred <laughs> this, this was back in well i mean wow. i guess it's the depression right so this is back in the 30s i think yeah but then do you know when when it increased like it didn't increase the next year yeah, started at fifteen hundred bucks. So they didn't bump it up until after the war, probably. Yeah, like nineteen forty-six or forty-seven, it went up. Well, I know they went. They went three years without a tournament during the war. Yeah, during the right, there was no tournament for a couple of years. But um, yeah, I mean, the the purse was fifteen hundred bucks and stayed that way for about ten years. Wow. 
So yeah, kind of crazy. Hmm. That's neat. Good. I like that research. That's yeah. Well, I would like to have done more with it, but um, kind of keeps us on the on the tiger thread there for a little bit longer. Oh boy. So, uh, well, listen, I think we've kind of exhausted our, our master's related discussion. You want to move on to other? Yeah, do some quick hitters on uh, things. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the next biggest story in the time since our last episode was the NCAA tournament, right? I think so. Yeah. Were you uh, were you glued to the set cheering for old Coach K? Oh, if you call glued to the set reading a book and uh, not paying attention to it, yes, I was all about it. So you are you are eminently qualified to comment on the well the significance and import of Coach K and and well, I, as is my theme, I'm a hater of Coach K too. So yeah, you know, but I don't know, I that's more related to him being our, our conference foe, right? I'm a Florida state fan. So I'm just mm -hmm. anti Duke, but I don't think coach K is a bad person or anything like that. So right, I, I just like rooting against him, but I appreciate what he's done for basketball and for the, you know, the, the U S men's team. And he's done a lot. So I wasn't, but, but I wasn't rooting you, for him. No, I wasn't rooting for him either, but could you have imagined a more poetic exit than Coach K winning the title in his final season. I mean, I was, yeah, I was fearful of that outcome. Yes. I was a little fearful of it too, because, you know, there were a lot of people talking about kind of his legacy and they were talking about how does this affect his legacy now that he didn't win it. And it's like, you know, making a final four in your last go round is not going to hurt yeah, your but, legacy. But no. if he had won it, I mean, that's a guy that for the rest of his life, literally until his last breath, it, like he goes out a winner the ultimate winner mm -hmm. you know and nobody could ever question it so there there yeah. is a part of me that takes a little bit of satisfaction just knowing that he, you know he can't live out the rest of his days well <laughs> with, with that <laughs> before before you get too far down that road remember what i said about tom brady a couple months ago oh god is he coming back well, Coach K could come back. I mean, what's preventing him, right? Well, yeah. What is preventing it? I don't Didn't know. they already do the ceremony? And well, know. he specifically said no ceremony and all that. You know. Oh God, he's coming back, isn't he? Of course, he's coming back. You heard it here last. <laughs> Please, not another one. Not another one. Although, no, no. You were right about Brady, and that was. Um, that was the ultimate prediction on your part. Uh, I can never top that. And so if Coach K comes back, I'm just going to have to. Oh, that's the daily double of the century. I, I'm not yeah. predicting it. I'm just saying, don't, <laughs> don't count your chickens quite yet. We'll see. But do you think somebody would come back just because they made the final four, but then didn't win it? Well, I mean, to me, I would say no, right? I mean, that's a wonderful way to leave. Talk about a legacy ender. Yeah, just getting to the final four is what these coaches strive for, right? And he's done it fifteen times or something. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, not fifteen, but whatever it is, it's probably eight or nine or ten, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he's that's awesome. That's 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 what a coach does. You can't win them all, but you can get your team close and in position a lot. Right. And that's what he. That's what he did. That's what his legacy is. So that's yeah, that's great. that and a bunch of dirty playing white guys that everybody loves to hate <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah. um 
But but part of what people were sort of questioning, you know, his legacy is that in making the final four and going out, you know, he lost to his arch rival, of course, Carolina. Yes, that was kind of beautiful. The final four and also had beaten them in that final home game at Coach K Arena. So does that diminish the way he goes? I mean, that's got to stick in his craw. Now, that that might be enough to make him come out of retirement. North Carolina gave him his first loss professionally as well. So, yep, they, they own him on every level, that, <laughs> except yes. except he had a winning record. I think we announced that two weeks ago or in the last podcast. But right, interestingly, I guess there was another way of doing that statistic. But from the time he was named coach at Duke, counting all the times that those two teams played, where he wasn't the coach, two of those games. So That's it was right. 50, that 50 to 50, literally 50, yeah. 50. That's crazy. Yeah. Coach K reached 12 final fours. 12. Okay. I mean, that's amazing. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tied with John Wooden for the most. Wow. After this last one. Um, one other thing about that championship that kind of struck me. So, you know, Kansas, beats Carolina in the championship game. And, you know, these two teams, they have undergone two really substantial kind of scandals over the last five or six years. Yeah. And particularly UNC. I mean, you might remember all the questions about grading and mm-hmm. you know, empty classes and stuff for their players. And then Kansas had some kind of more traditional, you know, paying recruits and things like that. <laughs> um, Very traditional. Yeah, just the usual, you know, business as you. So, but here they are playing in the championship game and then Bill Self, you know, receiving the championship trophy from Mark Emmert, the NCAA director. I mean, do you have any thoughts about that? Like, this is just another one where is is there no penalty to be paid for, you know, the the kind of stuff that these programs do and, and players do? It is. It's a little scarier. I mean, it's it's representative of our time and place and politics. And like nobody of wealth or privilege seems to be accountable for anything. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we talked about this with Deshaun Watson, you know, who's and yeah. again, listen, let the wheels of justice do their work, mm-hmm. you know, innocent until proven guilty. But I mean, as we talked about in that previous episode, this guy won the lottery. <laughs> You know, the dust hasn't even settled on these 22 lawsuits or whatever it is. And yeah, here it is, 230 million guaranteed. So, I mean, this is not quite on that scale, but it did strike me that, you know, North Carolina in particular, I mean, there's basically just no penalty for, you know, all of these. And and no one has really denied that the wrongdoing occurred. Now, what happened was it was determined that this is an academic issue and it's not, doesn't have anything to do with sports per se. Mm-hmm. Right. So the NCAA isn't going to do anything about it. It's like, well, I mean, everybody just kind of kicks the can and ultimately there's no price to pay. Right. I mean, even Will Smith got suspended for 10 years at the, oh, at the Oscars. There's <laughs> the real topic. Yeah. We forgot about that. That was the real topic of discussion. <laughs> I was trying to think hey. of people who've been held accountable and it's like, Oh yeah, there's that. Yeah. But I mean, that's just such a nothing. I mean, whatever. But yeah. culture, culture-wise, it's a super important topic. But I mean, as far as 
you know, things that need to be punished. The 10 year suspension from the Oscars. Come on. <laughs> well, yeah. he's still eligible to win Oscars. He just can't go to the Oscars. Right. It can't slap people anymore. But it is kind of crazy, right? I mean, geez, get up and slap somebody in front of the world. Right. And what's going to happen to you? But I mean, I guess that's the point, though, right? It's easy to just make it look like they did something harsh. But, you know, the, these programs in basketball like you're talking about, they, they don't, they just, it's like throwing a flag, right? It's like, okay, we saw you do that. Don't do that no more. Yeah. And then they do it again. Like, okay. And they're just right there at the top. I mean, that's the thing, you know. Right. So, they reap all the rewards. Yeah. They reap all the rewards, you know, at least. Sometimes teams get penalized and you knock them down a few scholarships or ban them from the post. I mean, it used to be know, the, that the was comment the always comes back yeah. that that hurts the current gr- group of players for something that was done years ago, but at least there's some impact. Well, that's I mean, spoken like a true defense attorney there, right? Just, oh, you can't do that to these guys. It's not their fault. Yeah. yeah. Let them, you know, they picked a bad school. They probably knew anyway. So they can go mm-hmm. transfer somewhere else. Yeah. Nobody wants to nobody wants to crack down on anything anymore. So yeah. Well, who's gonna win it next year? You got a prediction for the old NCAA tournament next year? Oh, the old Florida State Seminoles. Seminoles back in it. Back in it. Without Gene Deckerhoff, though. But yeah. Oh man, old Gene. I think yesterday was his last day. He uh that's it. The spring game and he's out. The spring game and he's done. Well, he'll be missed. He was great. He will be missed. A legend. Legend. Uh, I got his autograph. Oh, okay. Met him at one point. He was a perfect gentleman, as you might expect. Yeah. With uh, with me and my son several years ago. Son was a little bit younger than he is now, so he was a little cuter and and you know more charming, <laughs> and people were not afraid of him. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so Gene Deckerhoff. You know, we were asking for autographs and things like that, and we were very sheepish about it. And he actually. He, put his arm around Andrew's like, come on over here. Let's take a picture. And, you know, here's, here's the autograph. And he was very, very nice about it. That's awesome. And uh, well, great announcer, of course. Yeah. He, he will be missed. It's one of those where you kind of wonder who, who could possibly step into those shoes. Well, I'm telling you, I'm going to give it a shot real quick and just jump in there, man. Just jump in there. Yeah. Just start. See what you got, but we'll see. I mean, probably a couple of years down the road, Whoever's next will will feel just as familiar. Yeah, he but called yeah, some all time classic ago. games. He'll be he'll be missed. Well, there has been a lot of movement, of course, in terms of free agents. And kind of the top tier of quarterbacks were already accounted for, but a lot of other players. So I think we were going to just revisit our way too early Super Bowl picks. Mm-hmm. If you uh, are you inclined to stick with whatever it was you said a few weeks back, which I don't remember what you said, but. Well, I think I went with Buffalo and the Vikings Ah. because everything was just the NFC looked like a wasteland of nothingness. But now I think I'm going to revise. I'm going to keep Buffalo because they got they kept Diggs. They got Josh Allen. Okay, good, good, good spot to draft some guys this year. So I'm going to stick with Buffalo, but I'm going to go back to Brady and the Bucks. Oh no. Yes. Josh Allen against Tom Brady. Yeah. That's my, that's my pick now. Okay. All right. Well, so yeah, I remember your picks now because I was jealous that you picked Buffalo. I wasn't thinking about them in the moment, but I picked the chargers. Yeah. 
And I think I am even happier with that pick now. Yeah, they look amazing. Um, they, yeah, they have signed a number of, of key guys, especially on defense. And, you know, proceed with caution because the AC, AFC is so loaded. We're all just throwing our hand. You could pick half a dozen teams and any one of them could win it. But I'm happy with the Chargers picks. I'm going to stick with that. I had picked the Cowboys. Mm. And the argument at that time was that they seemed to be standing pat, you know, and re-signing some of their big players while other teams were jumping all over the place and actually getting worse. Right. I'm not so sure that's still the case with the Cowboys. I mean, they stood pat on most of their roster, but they've lost a couple of guys who signed away in free agency. And I think they're not as solid as they were even a couple of weeks ago. And so I'm going to jump to the Bucks as well. Oh, I didn't see that coming. Okay. So I'm disappointed that you did that right before I was going to do it. But <laughs> um, I think, you know, in the NFC right now, I feel like it's the Packers. Yeah. Or the Bucks. Yeah. Same. And the Bucks are just more solid all around. The Packers, you know, maybe after the draft or if there's another free agent signing or two, um, and, you know, their division is so weak, the the, um, the Packers. I just think they still yeah. are favored in their division. They'll make the playoffs. Can they yeah, make oh, the playoffs? But, yeah, I think the Bucks. I mean, all they need is they're one Gronk away. That can be fixed. There's a way to, there's a way to Gronkify that team. Ooh, that's quick. Let's put that <clears> in the next month or two. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the other – news in the uh, there's always news in the nfl but the uh, the flores lawsuit has been kind of back oh. in the, back on the front pages so what uh, you got any thoughts about that yeah it looks like he's gaining some momentum with other people signing on and then there's uh like a smoking gun mike malarkey statement that he made on a podcast i guess a while back and said yeah. they told me they were going to hire me. i think it was the titans i said they told me they're going to hire me but they still had to do these other interviews with to comply with the Rooney, like literally saying all the things that you don't want people to say out loud. It's crazy. So I think Flores and, and company are in good shape on this thing. Hmm. Even though I don't still don't know about the attorneys that screwed up the Plessy versus Ferguson thing, but yeah, got to have some doubts about that. Got to have some doubts about the leadership there, but uh, I don't know. There's some merit to, I mean, I think we all know there's some merit to this case. Right. I mean, if you but just Flores really... has been hired by the Steelers um, by Mike Tomlin. I don't know if we talked about that already in a previous episode. So it's yeah. nice to see that he hasn't just been, you know, blackballed from the league and never get another job. So yeah. I think on that score. And well, that would prove course, that would prove his lawsuit. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, you know, they Kaepernick is still out there on the street. So well, he's, he settled, though. He made he made a nice settlement on his lawsuit right right but i think for the argument would have held true for at least the first couple of years you know that oh i see yeah not by not having anyone sign him you know we're kind of proving his case right 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 um but uh yeah i mean so we'll, we'll just see where and i'm not familiar with the other candidates uh, you know so i don't know if they are currently employed or what what their situation is we can do a little bit more research for future discussion and i'm sure this will come up again yeah yeah we should definitely keep tabs on it the other news of the week is is opening day yeehaw 
you out there? You've been out in the stadium watching uh, you. Well, I, I actually got the uh, MLB pass or whatever you call it, the M Major League Baseball, so I can watch all the games. Oh, sweet. I love watching my Dodgers. Yeah. I love watching my Dodgers. So, yeah, I'm, I, this is a big year for the Dodgers. Yeah, they're uh, they're going to be pretty shaky this year, right? They're uh, yeah, they may not lose. Their run is over. They may not lose thirty. No, All right, not. so what? So we're we're in line to make some way too early um, World Series <laughs> predictions. Actually, yeah. we're probably late. It's not way too early anymore. It's about the right time to make predictions on these kind yeah. of things. Um, so, I predict that you are going to predict your Dodgers are nowhere in the running. <laughs> mm, that is an incorrect prediction okay well um all right so you went first on on uh nfl let me just throw out my mlb picks for whatever they are worth i think we're going to sort of revisit mlb in another week or two and and go division yeah. by division a little bit more in depth yeah i am going to throw out these are two shocking picks i'm going to throw out the dodgers yo and they're going to win it all my friend, you are you are due for a fun season of victory. Okay. And they're going to knock off the Blue Jays in the World Series. Ooh, okay. I like it. Yeah, I think the Blue Jays are the trendy pick in the AL for sure. Are you uh, trendy? No, 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 no. That's good. I don't think it. I don't think it's uh, chalk by any means. Um, okay. I think the Astros might be the. I don't know. I haven't looked this up. I, oh, I thought the Astros were the front runner. I cannot bring myself to pick the Astros, even if they are the front. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to bring back our friend of the show, Paul. Yes, Paul can fill us in on some things he there. Can fill us in on the latest Astros uh, updates. Yes, but uh, my pick, uh, yes, I'm picking the Dodgers. And I wanted to, like, Blue Jays would be great. Astros would be great. I'm going to go Yankees because oh, I okay. want that classic Dodgers-Yankees matchup that I have been without for 35 years since the last time they did it so yeah i was thinking yankees um they're, they're, obviously they're they're up there they're in the running um what about well listen let, let's hold on we we can do some more um in-depth analysis and predictions yeah on the road. you know that I, I started to say the the mets um as much as they've been kind of a train wreck for the last 20 years they've got a heck of a rotation yeah, they could they could be in this thing until June this year. I mean, yeah, <laughs> they could by the All Star break. They might still be in the running. Maybe. Well, that's that's asking a lot, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. All um, right. All right. Well, what else we got? We got a lot of future episodes, uh, topics of discussion looming. We got the NFL draft is not too far down the road. Yeah, three MLB weeks. MLB picking up steam. NBA playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even mention that. I'm not even, I just still don't care about the NBA too much, though. Well, but we must talk about it. We must. We are a, a sports program. Wait, let me, let me, let me, well, here's something to talk about. Did, are the Lakers officially eliminated? Is that something yeah. I heard? Yeah, they are that eliminated. Is, that is incredible. That's shocking to me. It is incredible. Yeah. Even I used to love the Lakers growing up in the 80s. Yeah. That was my team. And then the Mavs came along, and I was a Mavs fan. But, yeah, I don't even know who to root for in the NBA anymore. I don't even know who plays on what team anymore. Well, we, we will 
we'll answer that question in a future episode because the NBA playoffs are going to be kicking off here in a bit. And, and we need yeah. to, we need to make yeah. some predictions and talk a little bit of um, NBA tune in next time for NBA and MLB talk. Yeehaw. All right. We'll see you then. Kev out. <laughs>